Christians often quote a phrase found in Ephesians, but the idea it seems to promote is even more often repeated. But one gets the impression the doctrine of salvation by grace is embraced, more because the doctrine suits an agenda, than because it fits into what we know about God. Ephesians 2 verses 8 to 10 For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in. If we are saved by grace, as a gift, it is true no man can boast that he was saved by his own merit. But is the teaching reiterated to express the glory of God or apathy, a fear that if we were judged on merit we would not measure up? If we are saved solely by grace, what point is there is involving ourselves in the process? Indeed, why bother? Our salvation is in God's hands, or is it? But if we are saved by faith, we cannot be saved by works. Yet, there is enough in the Bible to have convinced some groups that works are crucial. Jehovah Witness, Mormons and others have opted to go with works. Baptists and many other churches have preferred to embrace the saved by faith position. One side may be right and the other wrong, but both cannot be right. Both, however, could be wrong. Regardless, as of this time they bring discredit onto God and the Bible by their contradictory interpretations concerning this crucial aspect of salvation. God is not moved by faith nor by works. God is beyond time and events so they cannot possible change who or what he is. It seems understandable why we would not be saved by works. We cannot overcome our sin nor make up for the things we do wrong. But is our faith enough to overcome our doubt especially if you look at faith leading to works? Our works reflect our love of material pleasures than spiritual blessings. James 2 verses 14 to 18 What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked, and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works, show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Unfortunately, it often seems that the doctrine of saved by faith, not by works, is embraced as it is the least demanding of the choices. Being saved by faith, verges on a sense of entitlement. This becomes even more troublesome if we link the belief of saved by grace with the teaching that we were saved even before we were born. Ephesians 1 verses 4-6 According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. If I, John Christian, have faith then by this doctrine, I must be saved, regardless of my works or lack thereof. Even as Abram's works counted as faith, my faith count as a work sufficient for salvation. Therefore, in my own self as a man of faith, am I saved, is the thought of many Christians. The doctrine of saved by faith not by works is an abused and even an abased doctrine. The accent is on the saving grace of the death of Christ. Yet, the parable of the three servants and of those who cry his name, yet are not known, ought to be enough to convince us salvation is not a subjective experience. Think of it this way. Even humans are aware that given half a chance, most people will exploit every opportunity they are given. 
What is more, people will take advantage of every weakness in the opposition. Jesus died on the cross to save us. We know we did not deserve it. It was not because of our merit that we are saved. This being so, it must be for some other reason than what is attached to us. Or, to put this another way, if God saved us and we have no merit is it right we are saved? Are we taking advantage of a doctrine to claim salvation? Much of the confusion about salvation is because our interpretation of Matthew and the discussion about who decides who bounds in heaven. One verse suggests it is Peter. Catholics have adopted this perspective. Protestants dispute this reading and yet adopt much the same perspective when it is claimed our faith saves us. Later verses in Matthew explain that when those whom we chose on earth are chosen in heaven and those whom we reject on earth are rejected in heaven, it is the church to whom Christ speaks. It is not our claim to faith that saves us, it is the perfecting faith of the church. We can cry out the Lord's name but if we do not serve the church, we do so in vain. Why would the Bible tell us that it is by our works we are known, if faith was not of the church? Works are not singular, and we cannot define the perfection of our own fruit. It is the church that is the fruits of our faith or the works that perfect the church. Believers must build up the church to be saved. To do this we must first be members of the body of Christ. We must have faith in one another. It is our faith that builds the church. Faith builds up the body and manifest works of faith. We do not technically need to hear about Christ or read the Bible to do this. We can live by faith by the truth we were given at birth. It is one thing to deny Christ and do works and another to have not been told about Christ and yet living as if one had. Our faith and our works are of the church. It is the misreading of scripture that led to the ideas that a Christian need not be a member of the body, that a life of prayer is sufficient and fellowship is not needed, that a protestation of faith and baptism is enough to gain entry into the kingdom of heaven. A too casual look at the thief on the cross led many to assume we do not need to do works to be saved erasing almost the entirety of James from their Bibles. The saved by faith doctrine permits the 2080s rule to persist in even the most active churches. So many Christians think they are doing the will of God simply by showing up for two services a year. Interestingly the doctrine of salvation by faith is embedded in a discussion on the administration of justice. Matthew 18 verses 15 to 20 Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone, if he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church, but if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. A clear and simple reading of this tells us, that where even two or three have formed a unity in the name of Christ there he is, and his authority is, in the body of Christ. The church represents Christ on earth. The church is given the authority to loose on earth and bind in heaven. This is the authority Catholics gave to Peter and ultimately to the pontiff, but which belongs to the body of believers. According to Matthew 18 we are to go to a brother and tell him his fault. 
this can rightfully include what is called protolizing. We cannot preach the gospel nor be critical of the faults of another without referencing the Bible. It is the other person's response that makes it possible to move to step two. If a problem cannot be reconciled between the two parties, the aggrieved and two friends attempt reconciliation. But if the matter cannot be resolved after this, not even after an intervention by the church, the unrepentant sinner is cast out. This is where the process of sanctification enters the picture. If our faith is not sanctified, how can we be saved by it? Up until now our faith has no works and even though we are saved by faith it is our works that make our faith known or sanctified. We are members of his flesh. Christ sanctified the church and made it holy, without blemish and it is in the church that we sanctify and are sanctified. Ephesians 5 verses 24-32 Therefore as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot, or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies? He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. It is at this moment we pause because we have established three things. We are saved by faith. Faith is defined in and through the church as the manifestation of God on earth. But this is a real thing, a real process called sanctification. Being saved by faith through the agency of the church is not a subjective event. Is it going too far to say salvation can be determined objectively? Can and indeed ought sanctification be quantified? God is not the author of chaos. There are standards we need to live up to. There is no verse in the Bible that would lead us to think accepting that Jesus is God fulfills the conditions of salvation. 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 4-12 That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia, but we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without and that ye may have lack of nothing. Five phrases seem relevant to our discussion. Know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. Study to be quiet, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands. It is plain from this text that we are to work and not live dishonestly. The desire of God is that we will increase more and more. One assumes this refers to the building up of the faith, the church and the people of God. 
This is a process that ought to be able to be defined in a way that can lead to a quantifiable validation of our faith. As referencing the doctrine that we are saved by faith and not by works, is it difficult to imagine that it is the process of being sanctified by the church that is the crucial part of salvation? Works count as faith, this is not just referring to places where the church is not available for sanctification. It is the works that build the church. If your life builds value for others, you are acting in faith. This is the case with small children, those who live where the church has not been established or who have not been introduced to the saving grace of Christ's sacrifice. Be it known that these are saved by works done in faith because in the environment they are doing their best. They are saved by the grace of God, not by their works as their works and ours are always insufficient. At the same time, we are not building the church if we remain outside of the church. Our faith builds the church, but this is a contradiction if there is a church and we refuse to participate. In short, we are saved by faith not by works because we are saved by our presence within the church. In faith we form the body of Christ, and when we do this, we are consecrated. We are known by our works because it is our works that gives us our membership in the body and builds the church. Either we are building the church as part of the body or we are outside the church, building the world where, as Christ tells us, the gnashing of teeth will be.